0: Shalom, I'm Irina Broadfoot, I'm here with Dr. Kazumba on Kingdom Insight, get ready for your breakthrough. Can you imagine if we were more obedient, if we took God at His word?
1: There is a reason to believe God, there is a reason to our faith. You could be poor in the eyes of men and yet rich in the eyes of God. Joy and satisfaction comes by knowing your purpose in life. Shalom and welcome back to this week's program, Kingdom Inside. This is uh, uh, Dr. Kazumba Charles. So excited you have uh, tuned in into this program, and today we have a very important topic we're going to cover. I have a special guest on this program. We'll be looking at uh, fighting in the spirit. How do you fight your spiritual battle? Before I bring in my guest, I just want to quickly read the scripture of focus today, which is 2 Corinthians chapter ten verse 4. We're going to start in verse 3. For though we live in the flesh, we do not wage war according to the flesh. The weapons of our warfare are not the weapons of the world. Instead, they have divine power to demolish every strongholds. We tear down arguments and every presumption set up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. Now, we're talking about fighting in the spirit. I know everybody is in a kind of a, a spiritual battle. Whether you like it or whether you don't like it, we are all in a spiritual battle. How do we fight a spiritual battle? Mother, welcome to this program.
0: Thank you, Dr. Charles. It's just an absolute honor to be here. I know um, it's funny, growing up, if someone would have told me, you know, you'd be sitting here doing this, or if they would have asked in my high school, pick three people who would be the least likely to be a preacher, it would have been me. Because growing up, I was rude, I was loud, I was obnoxious, I was abrasive, I was abrupt. But all of that was a cover-up for the hurt that was inside of me. I was so wounded. I was so scared. But, you know, God, in his mercy, he's used, allowed me to use that now. And it's woven the fabric of uh, why we're sitting here today, of doing warfare.
1: Amen, amen. And uh, that is a good background now. I want you to help us with this topic, uh, fighting in the spirit. Uh, I just want you to go right to it, and then I'll continue teaching because... Uh, there are a lot of people don 't know that we are in a spiritual battle
0: yeah right. The other confession I want to say is that I have uh, adult uh, attention deficit i 'm dyslexic and i 've had post traumatic stress syndrome. When a person has trauma in their life, especially in the womb or as a baby, things get mixed up and messed up in the developing brain. Many people suffer from all types of mental physical and spiritual issues, and sometimes may, these may result in trauma that they have faced. Trauma has many faces and a different in each person. What affects me has nothing to do with you, and we are all unique in the our way, and that's God's creativity. It could be recurring or long sickness, the death of a close family member, violence or abuse, moving, substance abuse in the family unit, strife, war, the list is endless, but it builds fear. It builds unhealthy feelings, toxic thoughts and emotions, phobias. These are the lies of the enemy. He has tried to corrupt everything. Doctor, you know that we're not wired for fear, but we're wired for love. Mm -hmm. And God's perfect love casts out all fear. This winter, I started working with Dr. Caroline Leaf, and she's a renowned neuroscientist a speech pathologist but most of all she loves Jesus and she teaches that we can actually retrain and rewire our mind to operate in God's perfect love. It's like a disk defrag or a computer cleanup. The files get put back in order, everything gets rearranged. And 2 Corinthians 5:17, therefore if anyone is Christ, they are a new creation. Old has passed away and behold the new has come. All this is from God who reconciles us to himself through Jesus Christ. And through her teachings, I have found the answer to many plaguing habits and thoughts, ingrained ideas and ideals that have been holding me back from fully receiving the things of God and operating in his unconditional love. It's a work in progress, but in this short time span, it's transformed my life. And I know that if it affects me, it affects a lot of other people. Now, I've dealt with the sexual abuse. I've dealt with the addictions, that was years ago, but sometimes when a person feels safe, things start bubbling up from your past, and I'm thinking, why is this stuff coming up now? But what it is, your body gets so bound up, so wound up, that one finally feels that it's able to release, this stuff comes out, and that's the fear of the enemy. He ingrains that fear. And we're not wired for fear, we're wired for love. Amen.
1: We are wired for love. The devil's uh, schemes are to release fear, uh, to bring up the past. Yeah. And uh, many people, you know, we battle, like you're saying, you're battling sometimes things that you've you thought you've already on from, from the past, and then uh, it just comes up. Now, You know, what many people don't know is that uh, the devil is very strategic. He, he is not going to use anything that is in there. He's going to use what you've been through, where you've been mm-hmm. in life, to try and bring you down. I just want you to continue with that thought because these are some of the things that you have fought. These are some of the battles that you have, uh, you have been fighting, and the Lord has given you success. And I want you to share because, uh, you know, a lot of people are listening to this program saying, uh, I have battles too. How do I fight in the spirit?
0: Yeah. Well, um, I've went through the 12 steps, I've been through therapy, I've been through all of that, but there was still something missing. And it's the God spot that we have inside of us. You can put a square peg into a round hole and it will fit. And what happens with humanity is that we put all of these different pegs inside of us trying to fill that hole, and that's the God spot. And until you actually put Jesus Christ into there, it's not a perfect fit. All of this other stuff is just stuff from the enemy. He's going to try and pull you away. And it'll be with lots of different things. But, you know, when you connect with God, then you start hearing from God. And I know the f- when I was still a baby Christian, I heard an evangelist talk about, he, could, he was talking to God, and I'm going, what, you talk to God? When I was raised, it was like, no, you had to have lots of training, you had to go through years of memorizing scriptures and everything before God would actually talk to you. Because we were just unlearned, uneducated people, but that's that's the lie of the enemy again, you know, those lies. We can talk to God and God will talk to us. And that totally revolutionized my walk with, with God and with Christ. I could talk to him just like I could talk and sit to you. And he'll always listen to us. And when you start filling your mind and your thoughts and your ideas with the word of God, then there isn't room for the enemy. When we step off the treadmill of life, we empty ourselves of the busyness. We approach him with love, honor, and respect. He will commune and he will communicate with us. Many times it's that still small voice that we are too busy to hear or we brush it off as silliness. No, that's God. That's the unction of God. It's a gut feeling. It's an idea. And we've all had miracles in our life, Dr. Kazumba. Amazing things that just can't be explained. Explained, And I've got to tell the one miracle that just just was amazing. Uh, my husband and I, we we drag race and we were loading the race car onto the trailer. And I told my husband, I said, you know, I think we should winch it on instead of driving it on. And he said, no, we're in a hurry. I'll drive it on. So I'm standing between my husband, the 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 trailer, and the back of the truck, and I'm guiding him up. And I have this this feeling inside of me, move. And I'm going, well, no, I can't move. You know, I've got to guide my husband up. He's got to go between the wheel wells of the trailer and I heard it again move and it's like no I've got to line them up finally the third time I heard move I step out away to the side of the truck my husband comes up the race car hits the the racks the ramps on the back of the trailer the hitch pops up and the tongue of the trailer goes through the tailgate of the truck if I'd have stood there, I'd have been crushed right in half. And it's that voice of God that's inside of, of you. The
1: voice God said, move.
0: Move. We've got to obey that. It's that still, small voice. It's not the loud, banging drums. It's that still, small voice. And that's a huge key and a component to our warfare is learning God, talking to him, understanding his voice constantly, continually. It says, pray without ceasing. And that's what it is. It's talking to God always talking to god always now you've mentioned
1: uh, if i'm following you very uh, uh uh carefully here three points on how to fight this spiritual warfare number one the word of god yeah and then you mentioned uh, communion with god yeah. you got you you can't hear the voice of god if you are not in communion with god you are not in fellowship you are not connected to God. You're not connected to Jesus Christ. Because uh, he. W- when you are connected to Jesus or to God, He gives you those uh, voices, mm-hmm. the still voices. And then the last one you mentioned was uh, fear. So fear, if, if you take away all the fear, you take God, to Be in charge, mm-hmm. you let all fears out, you can now face all your fears and all the spiritual battle. I just want you to continue, uh, uh so that you know we, we, we get to the point on uh, how we fight the spiritual warfare.
0: I heard a story about Smith Wigglesworth. And he's a mighty man of God. He raised so many people from the dead. He did amazing miracles and signs and wonders. And he had great spiritual battles also. One night he got awoken in the middle of the night. He heard this rustling and this commotion downstairs. He goes downstairs and he looks, flips on the light, and there is a dark entity sitting in a chair. He looks at it. He said, oh, it's you turns around, walks back up the stairs, turns off the light. Enemy was absolutely defeated because he didn't give in to that spirit of fear. He knew who it was and it says, the enemy goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he can devour. Mm -hmm. So when we don't have that fear, when we know who and what we are in Christ, we can overcome that. And we need to prepare for this because we are in the end time battles. And and luck, that's the other thing. A lot of people say, oh, you're so lucky. No, luck is from Lucifer. The blessing and the favor is from the Lord God. And you have to be very specific about which God you're speaking to. There's Thor the Thunder God. There's the Titans. There's the Greek mythology gods. There's the British Lords of parliaments. There's the God Pan, Baphomet, Satan, the devil. These are gods, but they're gods of the darkness, the underworld. And they are real. You know, he tries to make it that he's not real, but he is real. The enemy will also try and plant ideas into your head. That's why we bring every thought captive into Christ Jesus. You have to read and know and understand the word of God. Otherwise, you will fall for the lies of Satan. You'll fall the victim to incorrect doctrine, theology, and creed. And God will never ever tell you to do something outside of His Word. God never cr- contradicts His Word. No. For he is not a man that he should lie. And if you ever hear something that is just totally crazy like, oh, go divorce your spouse, marry this other person and move to Timbuktu, you know that's your own evil desires, that's your flesh, that's your carnal mind, and that's tr- the enemy's trying to influence you. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil and he will flee, James 4, but he will try and wear out the saints. And we're warned of those little foxes that spoil the vineyard in the Song of Solomon. Ever been in a yard with small dog barking dogs? They'll try to nip at your heels, nip at your pant legs, and Satan will do that with his little troublers. He'll send, to an- send them to annoy you, but you've got to kick them out. You say, no, in the name of Jesus, be gone. So if he sends in the little troubling and we don't take that, then he's going to send in other ones. Try and lead us astray. Yes. The other thing that's really most important is that you have to pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus, the risen son of God. When I was learning about God and praying, my husband would stop me point blank and correct me. And man, I'll tell you, I would get upset at my husband because nobody likes to be stopped and corrected. But Andy would always say, Irina, you have to pray in the name of Jesus Christ. That's your power source. Jesus clearly instructs us to pray to the Heavenly Father in his name. Fourteen times it mentions in the New Testament to use the name of Jesus, Jesus Messiah, Jesus the Anointed One. And if you don't have that connection to Jesus Christ, you're not plugged into the right power source, and your prayers will be... Uneffective and they'll be powerless. Acts 19 look at the seven sons of Sceva the Jewish high priest they tried to use the name of Jesus Christ to, pe- to cast out a demon from one man and they got their butts absolutely kicked. they ran out of the house naked and beaten the sons had no connection to Jesus they had no spiritual authority because Jesus was just another name to them it's like uh, the word hocus-pocus when I was just a baby Christian I had read the word of God and it said that we can lay hands upon the sick and we shall recover they shall recover. And I thought, well, if that's really true, then we do have. Yes. And I was out working in the yard one day and I seen a bee on a flower and it was kind of laying on its side and it was all knotted up and pulled up and there was no life in it. And it was a beautiful sunny warm day. There was no wind, there was no rain or anything. And I thought, well, I have that authority in the name of Jesus Christ. Let's try it. So I went and I laid my fingernail on this little bee that was laying on the flower. Mm -hmm. And I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And I stood there and I watched nothing happen. And I went, well, I guess that doesn't work. And I turned and I walked away. Well, the Lord just corrected me in an instant. He said, go back and look, you of little faith. Ooh, okay, I apologize. (laughs) I'll go back and look. And you know what? I stood there and I looked and all of a sudden that bee came back to life. And I was stunned. For months after that, I was just so amazed that that little bee came back to life in the name of Jesus. Jesus but that's the start you know it's the little things God isn't going to go tell you to raise the dead the first time you you accept Jesus you've it's it's like riding a bike and driving a car you know you do it step by By step step by step by step you know 13 years ago when I accepted Jesus Christ as my lord and savior I don't think I could quote one verse of scripture other than the our father I've never taken any formal training or schooling, I'm self-taught, but I did mentor under some great men and women of God, including yourself, Dr. Charles. I spent days and years in the Bible studying. It says in God's word, God shall set you free, and whom the Son has set free is free indeed. Study to show yourself approved, rightly discerning the word of God. The spirit of discernment is a gift from God. The Bible instructs us, it's the ultimate authority. If you can't believe anything else in the Bible other than the red letters, these are the words that Jesus spoke. I'm shocked when I talk to Christians and they say, oh, well, we don't believe that thing. We don't believe the laying on of hands and anointing like in James or the power of communion. But, but those are the words of God. If, if we can't understand and operate in that, we're already defeated. Get a Bible. Read it. Proverbs and Psalms, go to your uh, iPhone or your tablet, download some great um, places to go like Bible Hub or Bible Gateway. And you have to be aware of the translation that you're reading. There's some, message, there's some translations like the message that leave out very powerful words of God. Jesus was talking to the disciples and said, you know, these. they were trying to cast out some demons and it didn't work. And Jesus said, these only come out by prayer and fasting. And in the message, it says just prayer. But I'll tell you what, Dr. Kazumba, prayer and fasting is the one-two punch that will absolutely expel the demonic. And we have to start doing more of that. If you want to walk in the authority and the power, like I was telling you, You know, this last two months, I've had some of the biggest battles that I've ever had in my life, working through this trauma and working through things, but it's prayer and fasting. And you don't have to do a 40-day fast. Give up coffee. Give up TV. Give up chocolate. Give up some things that, you know, that aren't pleasing to God. Find a translation that works for you. It doesn't take a rocket science to look around and decide that the world is declining into moral and ethical decay. When I sold out to Jesus, I was going to put as much time and effort, money and resources into knowing and understanding and pursuing the things of God as I did pursuing the things of the flesh, going after my own carnal nature. We can't do that. If the devil comes knocking and scratching, don't open the door. Like, oh, who's here? No, don't open the the door. door. Don't go there. Stand your ground and command him to leave in the name of Jesus Christ. Now, Andy and I, we, my husband and I, we've both walked away from the denominations that we grew up in. You know, we've left churches with doctrines and creeds that are not the words of God, abandoned ministries that were nothing more than dog and pony shows, serving entertainment for our eyes and our ears. We've dumped deceiving ministers who were in it for their own gain. They're celebrities and not servants of God. The word of God, the message of salvation, the places that Jesus shed his blood, they are not for sale. They are the gifts from God. And in 2 Kings 5, the story of Gehazah, Mm -hmm. the servant of Elijah, when he cured Naaman. Naaman, Naaman came to Elijah and got healed and he wanted to give gifts. And Elijah said, no, No. that's all right. Gehazah went out and took the gifts. Mm -hmm. And he ended up with the leprosy. And Elijah saw in the spirit what he was doing and reprimanded him for it and said, don't do that. that, You know, we can receive the blessings of God, but you don't charge. The gospel is not
1: for sale. Exactly. I I was telling uh, one of uh, our team actually today, uh, I was speaking with them. I said, um, the gospel is not for sale we're not doing this to charge money. Yes, we need money to to proclaim the gospel, but the gospel is not for sale. And um, as you're listening on the program, The reason why you can't win your battle effectively with the power of God is because you are listening to programs, you are listening to teachings Mm -hmm. that are not sainted on the Word of God. We win spiritual battles by returning back to the Word of God, by fighting with the Word of God, by fighting in the name of Jesus Christ, and by breaking the power of the enemy. Now, I want quickly, because we're running out of time here, as we We have been sharing how you win your spiritual battle. You win by using the word of God. You win by having faith in the power of God. Tend to the Word of God. Get a Bible. Read the Word of God. Listen to pastors and the men and women of God who are teaching nothing but the Word of God. Not those who are selling you anointing oil. Not those who are selling you cloth. Not those things will not bring you a breakthrough. There's only one way. The Bible, in uh, the book of Revelation, chapter 12, I believe it's uh, chapter 12, verse 11, says this, They have conquered him, who the devil, by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they did not love their lives so as to shy away from death, meaning they dedicated themselves To what? To giving the testimony. The testimony about what? The testimony about Jesus Christ. And I want you quickly as we wind up the program to share because part of winning our spiritual battle, you talked about fasting, you talked about prayer, and that there is Holy Communion as well.
0: Yes, absolutely. I want
1: you quickly to share uh, on on this as uh, we're going to do another program here to to, to just give the people the picture of how we win the spiritual battle.
0: Communion is not uh, a hocus-pocus magic thing. Um, When Jesus went, he had Passover supper, with the disciples, and it is a way of remembering our communion and our, our our connection with God through Jesus Christ, and everything that Jesus did for us, what his blood bought back our dominion, our authority, our peace, our restoration, our healing, our prosperity, our joy, you know, those are the things that Jesus Christ bought and paid for on the cross, and and churches sometimes don't even do it, or they do it once a month, you know, it's so legalistic, but it's not meant to be like that. It, you can do it anytime, anywhere. We've done it with soda pop and crackers. We've mm-hmm. done it with bread. We actually have, have brought matzah and uh, juice here um, to, to show what... We're going to break bread right absolutely. now. I'm
1: excited. I'm excited. Quickly, we're going to break bread and do this uh, with your family if you want to break through. you fight that demon. you fight that devil. The, the blood is a symbol, I mean the, 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 the juice is a symbol of the blood of Jesus Christ. Uh, t- tell us more quickly here uh, uh, so that the people would know. You have some good points on
0: the, on the braid. I do. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was crushed for our transgressions. Uh, the piercings you can see on here. This is actually Jewish matzah. This is what they use for Passover. Mm-hmm. And yet it ties in so amazingly well with, with what communion is, what Jesus Christ did for us in Isaiah 53. Yes. Doctor, if you. If Let you, me just read quickly yes. Isaiah
1: 53, verse. Uh, we start in uh, verse 5 there. But he was pierced for our iniquities or rebellion crushed for our sins, and uh, he was uh, beaten so so we could be all, and he was wiped so we could be healed. And that is the body of Christ that was beaten, bruised for our sickness, for our rebellion. And the Bible says, do this more often in in remembrance. remembrance of me of yep. what he did, of Jesus Christ. And we're gonna break this bread. As you are home, um, always do this. Do the breaking of the bread. It's one way of fighting in the spirit. As the Bible says, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb. Our uh, have a peace.
0: And Jesus took the bread, he gave thanks, and he said, this is my body, which will be broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me and do it often and we partake and this jesus said this is the cup of the new redemption this is my blood which will be shed for you and for all mankind do this in remembrance of me for the blood washes away everything it cleanses us it it like i said it brought back everything that adam and Eve lost in the garden and it wipes away our sins and makes us clean and we do this in remembrance of jesus
1: Amen. Praise God. As, as you've been watching, as you've been uh, watching this program, I'm excited. You break the bread. You remember the power of the blood of Jesus, the body of Jesus Christ that was pierced for our iniquities, and that's how we fight the, the devil. Remember in the beginning, I shared a scripture. We don't fight in the flesh. You can't win a spiritual battle with a flesh mentality. You turn back to the word of God. Tend back to what God has said. I want to hear from you as we wind up this program. I'm going to bring Irina once again on this program. Uh, we're going to do a part two of this so that you can hear correctly how to fight your spiritual battle. May the Lord bless you and may the Lord keep you. Write to us live at KazumbaCharles.com. Shalom, shalom. Hello friends around the world, thank you uh, for all your support, your prayers. This is uh, Dr. Kazumba Charles and my wife, Glory Kazumba. Uh, we have purposed in our heart to be a blessing to many people. We have the books that we want to send to you and to your household. We want to send to you The Weapon of Forgiveness, uh, revisiting the Foundation, and uh, the Parables of the Kingdom of God. Write to us, Life at Kazumba Charles. Dot com. And life at kazumbachiles.com If you have uh, any prayer requests Glory and I will be able And will be glad to pray for you And to pray with you And to believe God to do the miraculous in your life Please write to us And we want to send you those materials Just say hello to the people Hello people Glorious
0: Shalom Bye bye